so much. Welcome to the Oscars. Congratulations. Congratulations to everyone who's nominated. And here are the nominees for Best Director. And now, here are the nominees for Original Screenplay. Here are the outstanding nominees for performance by an actor in a leading role. Here are the nominees for performance by an actress in a leading role. So here are the nominees for Best Picture. And the winner is Sally Field in Places in the Heart. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for putting me through what you put me through. But I'm here and I'm happy. <laughs> um, I just want to, oh, here we go. Okay, uh, the studio, I love you, and Cameron Crowe, and uh, Tom Cruise. I love you, brother. And the Academy Award for Best Picture. La La Land. <laughs> Hello, it's the Alternative Oscars, aka the Anders and Anatomy Awards. Each episode, we pick a different year in Oscars history and attempt to correct the record, stripping the undeserving of their garlands while recognizing those who were cruelly overlooked. This time, we will be casting our eyes back to the 71st Academy Awards. Back in March 21st, 1999, Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, Los Angeles, California, USA, hosted by Whoopi Goldberg. So yeah, on this episode, we're gonna party like it's 1999. <sighs> yes, we are. Uh, did you watch these Oscars? Uh, no, I didn't. Because this is the famous one with Gwyneth Paltrow crying, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's yes, true. I think I didn't. I think I didn't see it. I think I saw highlights or something. I or I don't know. Maybe I, I just, just have that image of her holding her Oscar and just like <laughs> like that, and just just I don't know. That's just my only image that I have of her from that. She is a strange and sometimes um, quite crazy person. Um, uh, so yeah. Well, it's anyone who makes movie. anyone who like made millions of like of a candle that smells like her vagina is a, is. Yeah, that's the sort of punchline. But didn't she also do some pretty like weird stuff around like vaccinations and shit like that? I don't know. Fuck it. Anyway, I don't think. Could, she, yeah. I don't think she was like. I mean, there's been a lot of people who've been coming out about vaccinations and masks and everything like that. But I don't think she was one of them because she was in Contagion and she was one in in that famous virus movie that came out in 2011 where she was like one of the people that died in the movie. And then like she had and maybe she resent maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe she's like well. Uh, I, I'm immune, so I don't need the vaccine because I got it in the movie. Yes, and also have my special candle that protects me from the virus. Yeah, fucking it. If I'm the virus, I'm not going near that. Um, look, uh, let's uh, let's dive in. Uh, who? Uh, what are we? Um, what are we talking about? I mean, the, the, this is a pretty good year of films, and I'm looking at the list, and I'm like, yeah, not a lot of the films that I like win Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah there's a lot of Which is um, basically the story of my life you know <laughs> that's but yeah one of the films that does deserve an oscar from that year was uh the danish short film with auric thompson called uh election nights which uh was directed by anders thomas jensen who did films like um uh blinken and lukta uh flickering lights adam's apples uh, and wrote quite a lot of films for Susanna Beer. Um, well, I've you know I've seen I've seen Election Night. It's really good, I, and and so yeah, I think that's a that's a great short film. Can people watch it on YouTube? 
yeah you can probably find it on youtube like after the wedding he wrote screenplays for that in a better world which won in um 2011 for best foreign language film which is an oscar we won't talk about because we think it's bullshit but um and he also he direct he wrote and directed the film riders of justice which uh i've seen it on people that are really big fans of that film online so that is one oscar that does that's one film that does keep its oscar that year okay um cool any other of the uh, so-called smaller categories that you want to uh, talk about? Yeah, I will say this. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Say a lot. Uh, best sound and best found, uh, best found, best sound effects editing. It'll keep those Oscars because the sound design in those movies is fantastic. Those movies? There's two Saving Private Ryan oh, sorry, movies? Sorry, sorry, sorry. In, in Saving Private Ryan because the sound design in that film is amazing. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy with that. Because I feel like even the cinematography won an Oscar for that film. It, 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 cinematography uh, for Janusz uh, Kaminski, who's pretty much done all of the cinematography on on Spielberg's films for the last few years. It well-deserved Oscar as well. I would have maybe given it to John Toll for The Thin Red Line, which was like the other war film that was in sort of, they were competing that year. Yeah, except there's one person we're not uh, thinking about here, and that's our old friend, Sir Roger Deakins, right? Yeah, for The Big Lebowski. I think the cinematography in The Big Lebowski is sublime and I want to give it to The Big Lebowski. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so are we doing that? Are we giving it to the... Let's give, it to the, big, let's give it to The Big Lebowski. Um, yeah, because it's bloody Roger Deakins. He never wins the Oscar. And, it, and, and when he does, it's for something like it's... It, he, should have, he should have won millions of Oscars before he did. He so, should have um, won it. He should have won it for either Assassination of Jesse James or No Country for hmm. Old Men because he was nominated oh, he should have won it for twice. Both. Yeah. Oh, is that the same year? Yeah, he was nominated twice that year. Fuck's sake. Yeah, he should have won two Oscars in the same year for both those films. Okay, so we're giving it to him for Big Lebowski. I mean, I know what you're saying about the other. I mean, the cinematography in Thin Red Line is very good. But I think like the cinematography and the sound, it really puts you in the war zone. It puts you in that. I'm not questioning the sound. I, I completely agree with you on, on sound in, in Saving Private Ryan. Absolutely. Um, but, it, you know, it, it, that fungible. whole style of Saving Private Ryan, that was a real precursor to Band of Brothers because that, that style yeah. carries on into that into that show. And Band of Brothers is actually better than Saving Private Ryan um, yeah. in a lot yeah. of ways. But, um, yeah, uh, okay, I'm happy with that. Um, so... Um, Edit, ed editing editing went to Saving Private Ryan, but I would say the I would have given it to Anne Coates for Out of Sight. And Anne Coates was the famous editor of Lawrence of Arabia. Who, for which she also won an Oscar for that film. That's brilliant that she did both those films. Okay, yeah, happy with that. That famous, like, cut where he blows on the cigarette and then, no, not the cigarette, the, the match, and it just goes into the, the sunset. Such a great cut. Well, I thought you were talking about fucking Out of Sight for a second. <laughs> but I'm, I'll take your word for it that the editing's pretty good in Out of Sight then. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's such a good film. It's one of Steven Soderbergh's best films. And I think it's also one of the adaptations of... Elmore Leonard's books that he's quite a big fan of that he was quite a big fan of he's dead now yeah uh okay I would have given best visual effects to Armageddon just want to put that out there there's no fire in space <laughs> but it looks so cool um what about Bugs Life what's well, animation doesn't, okay yeah doesn't really count all right uh, I can't be asked to argue with you fine you, your, <laughs> precious, your precious animation your precious uh uh, Armageddon gets the fucking visual effects award, whatever, fine. Should have, best visual effects and best original song for I Don't Want to Miss a Thing from... No, you know, I'm arguing with you on that one. That is bullshit, my friend. Um, best... You dimwits. It's... 
that is such an annoying song and it's such an don't earworm. Don't wanna miss a thing. The, the, it's gotta be the one from uh, Mulan. You know. Let's uh, get the, down to business. No, the one where they're training. We are man. Da, 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 da. That was yeah, the that song. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was the beginning. Okay, yeah, but that one. That's the song. <laughs> that's the man. Yeah, the, the great Thai food. Um, the, the, <laughs> the famous misheard lyric. Um, that's gotta be it. It's gotta be the song. Great typhoon and hear things that have great typhoon. And that's <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to watch that movie now without hearing yeah. that. <laughs> well no, it's it's, it's the thing. Um so um so I think uh, you should go to Mar- Yeah, I would have given best original music to Bugs Life to Randy Newman because the music is great in but in a Bugs Life. I'm just going to see if I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with you. Life is Beautiful won for Best Original Music, Best Original Dramatic Score. And then it was... Uh, save- I would have given it to Saving Private Ryan or Hans Zimmer. For- I actually think Thin Red Line should have deserved it for... Uh, oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Because the music in the, thin, in the Thin Red Line it really sticks with you. And also the way that it uses the, Mel- the Melanesian songs is, um, is fantastic. The Polynesian. What? Polynesian? I think it's Solomon it, Islanders, right? That's no, but I think it's Melanesia where he is in uh, the Melanesian islands or natives in the beginning of the film. Right. I don't want. Are you, are you? Did you look this up or are you just? Yeah, I've just looked it up. It would okay, just, that's good. Just, <laughs> just, just a double check. check. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good. I didn't. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, no, I agree. I love that. Um, so it's so uh, there's two categories. There's serious music and then there's stupid music. So the stupid music is Randy Newman and then the serious is yeah, it's best Denver. original music or comedy score. So it's like the best. It's like the best picture at the Golden Globes musical, musical and comedy and dr- and drama. Okay. So. Uh, we are taking it away from Shakespeare in Love and giving it to Bugs Life and taking it away from Life is Beautiful and giving it to Thin Red Line. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those, I know like Hans Zimmer gets talked about a lot these days, but like, I mean, that's one of his scores, the, the music that the music that he created for, for, the, for all the films that he did. I think that's like my favorite one that he did. Uh, so into the screenplay Oscars, best original screenplay went to Shakespeare in Love. Best screenplay written directly for the screen. It's all getting very legalistic, isn't it? Um, well, that's bullshit because um, I can't think of a better script in the world than The Big Lebowski. Yeah, either that or The Truman Show, which was also nominated. But then again, I would have given it to The Big Lebowski because the screenplay for The Big Lebowski is amazing. You know, they could yes. have won. They could have won like two years in a row. They could have won it for Fargo, and then the next year they could have got it for The Big Lebowski. It definitely should have got it for the Big Lebowski. That script is sublime. It's it's the most. I mean, we quote it all the time. Were you um, listening to the dude story, Donnie? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's so. He's a good man and thorough. Um, it's just but also it, like the fact that like every you feel like the actors probably improvised all that dialogue, but only one bit of dialogue that's improvised yeah. in the music in the film. There's, is, only one uh, of, there's only one bit of dialogue improvised in the film is what you're clumsily trying to say. Yeah, sorry. I got a little carried away. Yeah, so there's the only improvised moment is the human paraquat line. Every other line yeah. of dialogue is... You have from... said that in about 70 podcast episodes, by the way. Like, everyone <laughs> has heard you say this fact already. Um, so, um, yeah, it's got to be the Big Lebowski. The only one I would sort of add to the mix is Rushmore, uh, which is Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson's screenplay. Yeah, um, but I that's think true. 
but Big Lebowski wins out. Um, okay. Just trying to think like what other films came out that year that I thought had really good screenplays. I think it's one of those too, really. I, I just don't see how you can compete with with those scripts. They're just so perfect. They are. They are very good. Um, uh, what, what other films came out that year? Oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah, Big Lebowski. Let's give it to the Big Lebowski. Yeah. So um, for best adapted or f- they call it best screenplay based on material previously produced or published, they gave it to uh, Gods and Monsters to uh, Bill Condon, which is a film uh, about the last uh, days of director James Whale, played by Ian McKellen. And it's a really, really, really good film. And oh, okay. um one of Ian McKellen's best performances. I think he should have won it that year as well. He was also nominated for 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 best leading actor. He was great, as was Brendan Fraser, who's having like the Fraser nonce or Fraser nonce or whatever it's called. He's having a comeback this year. Is he? Yeah, he's 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 having a, he's coming back. He's going to be in the new uh, Scorsese film and Darren Aronofsky's new film. He's 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 coming back after like coming out and saying like someone had you know, he was like sexually assaulted by like a big Hollywood dude back in the day. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so you, are you sticking with Gods and Monsters? I haven't seen it, so I yeah, have to trust. I mean, also, like, it was a great category that year. I mean, Gods and Monsters, you had Out of Sight, which we've just talked about, Primary Colors, which is a great screenplay from Elaine, Elaine May, who worked with Mike Nichols, who directed the film. They had a great double comedy double act for a while a simple plan which is like fargo but without all the comedy which um has bill paxton and billy bob thornton and bridget fonda and it was directed by sam raimi and you have the thin red line which terence malick wrote the screenplay for mm-hmm. it's such a like tough like who do you give it to i mean yeah no i see what you mean um yeah i'm happy to stick with your if you if you think gods and monsters deserves it then i'm happy to stick with that yeah i'm bill definitely Con- gonna stick with that i feel like bill, bill condom yeah bill condom okay um so best supporting actress went to freaking judy dench for shakespeare in love again she's in That's the movie for about lazy, it's she's in it for seven minutes thing. I know it's fucking stupid. It's like that time they gave it to that woman from Network. I mean, not that that wasn't a good performance. It's like, can you think of someone who's like in the? It's not like best cameo performance for fuck's sake. Like, all right, who else deserves it this year? Um, Kathy Bates for Primary you think Colors. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates for Primary Colors. Her performance in that film is fantastic. And this, there's a scene towards the end of the film. I mean, without really spoiling, it's basically a film about John Travolta who's this Southern governor, basically he's doing a parody performance of Bill Clinton. And the film came out during that time when the Monica Lewinsky scandal happened. Oh God, yeah. And it does, there's a lot of parallels with that story and also with the film itself. And in the film, she is this fixer. So during the election on the campaign trail, she like goes out and fixes things for him. And, and like, she's great. Like she has like one great scene where like just, all all her dialogue is just fantastic and she just like just steals that whole film anytime she's on the screen but like there's a moment towards the end of the film where they find some information that could ruin their uh their um competing um the what the competing politician yeah, the rival who's also, candidate yeah rival candidate sorry 
and John Travolta and Emma Thompson, who are married, who are married, who played husband and wife in the film, they're sort of debating over the use of it, and they think, okay, we should just go ahead with it. And then Kathy Bates, who's like this, who had, you know, they grew up in the '60s, and they had this kind of very opportunistic kind of attitude, and she has this really like moving breakdown and a very sort of tearful moment, and how they're really you know, really changing their their views and that they that they would that they would try and win the presidency while destroying a man who obviously was, you know, did something wrong, but you know, is a is a good man in so many ways. And it's a really great scene. And also just like looking at like politics now, that scene still really holds up. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I mean Kathy Bates is wonderful. Uh, the only the name that springs to my mind is Paprika Steen in the the celebration festin, but yeah, I think, her performance in that is great. Yeah, but I, I'm happy to keep. I'm happy to give it to Kathy Bates if if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I definitely give it to Kathy Bates. Um, All right, so, so supporting actor is it now? Supporting actor, or as Christoph Waltz said, supported actor. <laughs> Twat. Um, <laughs> well, so uh, they gave it to James Coburn for a film that I haven't seen. Yeah, it's a movie called Affliction. It's a mystery thriller from Paul Schrader. I mean, I like James Coburn, but can we just admit that it should be John Goodman? Yeah. <laughs> Carrying a fucking ashes to the reeds and make a saps. God damn it! <laughs> it's got to be John Goodman. Walter Stobchak is one of the greatest screen creations of all time. I will not accept that he was not nominated. I will definitely not accept that he did not win. It's got to be him. Is this your homework, Larry? Yeah. Is this your homework? <laughs> This is what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> Do you see what happens? Do you see what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass? Uh, oh, please, dear. <laughs> yeah, Pilar. <laughs> no, uh, it, it, oh, it's so good. I mean, he could, oh, he could win practically best actor, but I've got another name in mind for that. Um, yeah, okay, that's easy. Um, yeah, I think if I was going to give it to any of the people who won that year, in, instead of James Coburn... Uh, Billy Bum Thornton for a simple plan. Yeah, well, it's just there's no there's no question. I I, I know I, I I just think the nominations are all wrong. Like, how can you look at John Goodman and not give him a nomination for that film? I mean, seriously. Um, or Jeff you, Bridges for that matter as well. Well, he was yeah. Well, that would have been best actor, right? I, another name from Feston is um, what's his name? Uh, Thomas Paul Larson. Yeah. Uh, He's very good in that, but it's just, you can't, there's just no competing with John Goodman. It should have been an open and shut case. It's amazing how John Goodman hasn't been nominated for any Oscar. He has never been nominated? I don't think he's ever been nominated and he's never won anything. I would have given it like a, him a nomination for, for like any, like Barton Fink, the 10 Cloverfield Lane, like Argo for fuck's sake. Argo would have been a bit of a sympathy vote, but yeah, I mean like, fuck. Anyway, um... Okay, so uh, are we doing best uh, what best actress? What yeah, what best leading that? actress went to Gwyneth Paltrow for Shakespeare in oh. Love. Okay, so uh, that's obviously wrong. What are some of your contenders? Well, it's really funny. Glenn Close during an interview, I think it was I can't remember. It was during it was during publicity for um, uh, what was that uh, Ron Howard Netflix film that uh, the film that came out? What was the title? It was like some okay. southern. Don't look at me. Oh, you oh, said Howard Netflix film. This guaranteed to make me. Oh, what was it? It was the. It was. Uh, it, I read the book as well. It's um. What hillbilly elegy? Hillbilly elegy. Yes. 
What, by that fucking creep fascist who's now running for government. Oh, yeah, for, exactly. For yeah, yeah, they made a movie about that. What's his name? Um, fuckface. Uh, fuckface Vance, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah J J D Vance. Yeah. It stands for giant dunce. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> giant and, um, so she she was talking about all the like she was talking about the Oscars for some reason, and she was talking about like Gwyneth Paltrow should not have won for Shakespeare in Love, and she said like uh, I haven't seen the film, but she said the actress Fernanda Montenegro, who who was nominated for Central Station, she said that was like a much worthier performance and should have won uh, best uh, best actress in a leading role. So do you want to know who I think should have won? Julianne Moore? No. I think it should have been Franca Patenta from uh, Run, Lola, Run. I haven't seen that, but I will take your word for what? it. You haven't seen Run, Lola, Run? I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to watch it. That's brilliant. Fucking stop watching Armageddon and crap like that. Watch an actually good film. <laughs> Run, Lola, Run is a brilliant film, and it's only like, it's just over an hour. Um, but she's, she's amazing. And I think for the physical performance alone, she should have won. She's a great actress. Yeah, so can seeing as Kathy Bates got to uh, have, can I give can I give this one to Franca? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so best actress is uh, Franca Potente from Run Lola Run, aka Lola Rent. Um, okay, so leading actor went to Roberto Benigni, Benigni for Life Is Beautiful, right? Where he famously jumped on the chairs and ran to the stage when he was awarded the 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 the, the Oscar. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit. I mean, it is a it is a good performance, but it is also a bit of a like over the top. Like it 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 doesn't like he he's not a subtle actor. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I I would like to um, nominate someone who was not nominated this year, um, but I think should have been, and that's uh, Bill Murray for Rushmore. Yeah, or no, Jake. Well, that's more supporting actor. I'd say Jason Schwartzman. I well, he wouldn't. He doesn't deserve best actor, but I, I do think Bill Murray could have. You, I think you could make a case for Bill Murray. Yeah, I still think one year uh, when he was in Broken Flowers, uh, the Jim Jarmusch film, he should have got nominated for that film because that's a great performance. Yeah. Well, I've. I don't know if you're happy to bend the rules a bit, but if you are, I, I'm. I'm up for giving it to. Yeah. I mean, either that, or I would have given it to Ian McKellen for Gods and Monsters because that is a great performance, and I don't know how readily available the film is, but Gods and Monsters is really worth watching, particularly if you're a fan of old Hollywood and, you know, James Whale's films like Bride of Frankenstein. Sorry, Bride of Frankenstein. Then there's Jeff Bridges as well. Yeah, Jeff Bridges for. Um, the Big Lebowski, our, our favorite. Uh, what do you want to do? Yeah, let's give it to Jeff Bridges. All right, but just I want to just say special shout. I watched Rushmore for the first time the other day. And I loved it. So uh, I just think Bill Murray fucking sublime in that film. So um, yeah, all right, yeah, Jeff Bridges clearly deserves it for uh, um, deserves it more than Roberto Benigni. So I'm happy with that. Uh, best what? Best director? Best director went to Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I mean, it is a very well-directed film, but it is. can we come up with something more interesting, I wonder? Oh, well, what about Thomas Vindeber for, um, yeah. for the celebration? We wouldn't be doing our job as Danes if we didn't uh, if we didn't recognise this film in some way. I mean, it's an astonishing picture. It is. It is amazing. Um, just, I mean, that whole film, it just... Ugh, it's just... Yeah. It's great, but it's... So, it leaves a mark. It does. <laughs> you, you, it really does, really in a very sort of, like... 
uh, kind of way. But, but it is it is an amazing and directing achievement because he sticks to the dogma manifesto, the dogma manifesto of of, of you know not filming with any uh, you know with only handheld cameras and no no uh, artificial lighting and you know yeah. no sets etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's a great piece of cinematic realism, um, I think. Um, and um, it's and almost I like a it documentary. Should... It's almost like you're not watching a film. You're just watching like a home video of like someone's birthday. Oh, it's just... excruciating. Yeah. And also because, I, you know, ha- being Danish and ha- and being at dinners where people make speeches and it's just like, it, you know, you I've never been to a speech where someone has, you know, publicly accused that their father raped them or anything like that. That would have been like major awkward and everything like that and horrifying. But but just it really puts you in that like but i've been in but i've been to play at dinners where you know people have done embarrassing speeches that never really quite you know hit the marks but like it does sort of you know you you do feel immersed in that situation of being like oh what's happening what's gonna go yeah it was a happen? great film about uh it's a great film about danishness for sure um and it's yeah it's it's also just a just such an interesting um work of cinematic experiment you know and um yeah i think it i think it deserves best director mm, definitely um right. i would say maybe like a little shout out i would uh, for another director who was um who made a movie that year uh tony k for american history x oh you know i haven't seen that that's a really good i know it's a film that he's not particularly happy with because of how um edward norton who was a producer on the film who was also nominated for best leading actor that year um kind of changed his sort of initial intentions with the film and i think he tried to disown it and have a different name on it but because of reasons he wasn't allowed but i would say it is a very well-directed film and um it is a very i don't mean i mean I had a screenwriting teacher at european film college who was a little bit i mean he did like the film but i think he did take issue with a lot of the sort of portrayal of neo-nazis and they of, of what they did and stuff like that i think he, he thinks they it didn't go as far into it as they could have done take of that of what you will but i do think um american history act it does deserve notes i think in what it sort of in the sort of themes and feelings that it evokes yeah i i, I don't know I think it. I haven't seen it, of course, but I think that um, more foreign films should be recognised, um, especially now when there's more funding available for them. Or not now. I mean, this is like nearly, this is nearly thirty years ago. But um, I do think that Vinterberg's job directing the celebration is just, you know, second to none. So I, I really think it deserves it. Yeah, definitely. You could um, you could also make the case for Wes Anderson uh, and Rushmore. Yeah, it's amazing. He has. I mean, he's been nominated for screenplay but i don't think he's actually been nominated for director at all yeah i would do one of those but maybe vinterberg just out of patriotic feeling yeah should we give it to him for denmark (laughs) yes right best picture yeah so best picture went to shakespeare in love and uh harvey weinstein i mean shakespeare in love is shit can I just say that? Can I just come out now and say that? Shakespeare Love is shit. Everything about it is shit. It's a, it's it's just a fucking cake of a film. I mean, what's wrong with Hollywood sometimes? I mean, what's over with people? I mean, it, it, of course it was Harvey Weinstein who, you know, uh, promoted it, but Jesus. Yeah, he went after, he promoted that movie hard. Yeah, he promoted other ones hard. Yeah, he? yeah, he also did some other stuff, um, which we didn't find out about until many years later, and then he actually gave the Oscar back and a bunch of other things. Um, 
it's yeah. shit. I mean, it's it's not a great it's, film. It's not as good. Look look at the other nominations. Life is Beautiful, Saving Private Ryan, Thin Red Line. I haven't seen Elizabeth. Good film. All of those films are probably better than Shakespeare's Love. I, I in, in Love. I know that Life is Beautiful, Saving Private Shaving Private <laughs> Saving Private Ryan and the Thin Red Line are Shaving Ryan's Privates. Yes, are, are much better than um probably Sh- Shaving Ryan's Privates is probably better than Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> but um yeah, so um so, so yeah, but the film, for me, the best picture of the year is The Big Lebowski. Yeah, it's amazing that film did not get nominated. Also, it was produced by Tim Bevan and Eric Fellner, who were um, pro- who um, produced um, Elizabeth. And that was a, um, I mean, it was it was a film that was made by Working Title. Oh, I didn't realize. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? Big Lebowski, right? Sure. Yeah, Big Lebowski, definitely. Our favorite, one of our very favorite films. Um, we think we'd be we'd be remiss not to give it to them. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Shakespeare in Love doesn't deserve it. Sorry. Yeah. Do you want to run through the winners and losers? Uh, winners, even the the new winners. The new winners. So, Best Picture, The Big Lebowski. Uh, best Director, Thomas Vinterberg. Uh, best Actor, Bill Murray, Jeff Bridges. You, I think we agreed to Jeff Bridges, right? Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Best Actress. Um, who was it again? Oh, Franca Patente. Franca Patente. Best Supporting Actor, John Goodman. Uh, Best Supporting Actress, Kathy Bates. Uh, Original screenplay goes to The Big Lebowski. Gods and Monsters keeps its award. Uh, What were the other ones that we looked at? Uh, I don't think people care anymore. The cinematography, we gave it to Roger Deakins. Yeah, Roger Deakins. Sound, Saving Private Ryan, or Shaving Ryan's Privates keeps its sound Oscars. And uh, yeah, Best Visual Effects to uh, Armageddon. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> uh, cool. And Eli- Elia Kazan and Norman Jewison, they got uh, honorary Oscars that year. Oh, oh, that was the year when when Elia Kazan got his Oscar, that, oh, Elia Kazan, uh, there were lots of people who uh, refused to clap because he'd named names. Oh, yeah, that's true. And um, yeah, he gets talked about in that uh, book I have. The I think it's I think it's Sidney Friedland who wrote the book Witch Hunt in Hollywood. It's a really good book. I yeah. think it's probably like the best book you're ever going to read about the um, the witch hunt in Hollywood at the time. Yeah, I mean, so so that's you know pretty. Uh, that was a pretty interesting moment. Uh, worth looking for the clip um, if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah. Well. Um, great. Uh, let us uh, go out and party like it's 1999. Um, it was fun talking about this year. They say 2000 party over. Oops, out of time. So tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999. You sing a lot on these podcasts. Um, <laughs> can we go, please? Yeah, let's go. Uh, should we jump back into old Hollywood and say that we should look at the 1957? 29th Academy Awards. Yeah, let's do that. Definitely. Next time. Going back into old Hollywood. Going yeah, back, yeah, yeah. Back in time. But I think we're going to spend a lot of time in the 90s, so let's not just constantly, because I do want to attack 1999's Oscars as well. So, um, yeah, yeah for uh, uh, American Beauty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I have, you know, some thoughts. I also, I watched uh, LA Confidential the other day and I could not believe that they gave Best Supporting Actor to Kim Bassinger who does nothing in the, like Absolutely nothing. She just stands around and gets punched by fucking Russell Crowe. Um, it's just, yeah, anyway. Um, it is, it, compared to like all the other people that were nominated that year, Mini Driver, Julianne Moore... <laughs> 
It's yeah. just a... anyway. No, we're not talking about that for a while, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's go back to the fifties. You're right. Let's go back to the fifties next time and do the the 29th or whatever it was. Yeah, 29th Academy Awards held in 1957, honoring films that came out in the 1956. Stay tuned, folks. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, that it will. That hopefully it will be. Um, so yeah, uh, you can check out all the, our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and um, if you click onto the Linktree link in the episode description, you'll find all the directories where the podcast is available. Yeah, and uh, send us an email, right? If you want to give feedback on some of our choices. Yeah, or and if you, um, if you like Shakespeare in Love and want to get into an argument. <laughs> If you like La La Land and want to get into an argument. <laughs> we haven't covered that yet. We haven't, no. We haven't got to that part yet, which I remember watching that and that was like a crazy thing that happened. It was amazing. Yeah, well, it's in the credits, isn't it? Yeah, um, so, I know. But just like, one of my friends who really wanted La La Land to win was just like, what the hell? <laughs> and everyone was just like, in your face, bitch. That wasn't a woman friend, I hope. No, no, it was a man. It was a man. It was a man. Okay. Um, all right. That's good. Because otherwise, that's rather an upsetting. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So um, anyway, yes. Let's, so let's you, leave. Because uh, if, you, can, you can follow us on Twitter, at Fabricius91. Adam is the Northampton Dane. There isn't, a, there isn't another Northampton Dane that you haven't found out about yet. No, no, I'm the only Dane in the village. Um, I'm, uh, I haven't found another Northampton Dane. No, certainly not on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we're both on Instagram. Yep. Send us an email at homesmoviespodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a blog. You can check out some stuff there. I haven't written anything on there lately. I think the last thing I posted was something about Scream, the new one that just came out, which I really enjoyed. So uh, do check out that. And um, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Do check back next time where we'll be talking about uh, the 1950s, the 1957 Oscars. So uh, should be fun. Yeah, got to, do, got to do some homework to see if there anything interesting happened at that Oscars. It's it's interesting, yeah, because back then it has the feeling more of a like sort of just. It's not as much a piece of show business as it was when you know as it has become now with TV ratings and stuff. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, maybe something will show up. Uh, all right, man. Take care. Yeah, take care. Have a good one, guys. Bye. <laughs>